What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Just Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Tong, and today we're joined by another special guest on the show. First of all, we're still honoring Black women, okay? Black women out here changing lives, helping their communities, all that. So today we have our special guest, CPA, financial guru. Let me stop. <laughs> but pretty much, okay? Kiana Virgil. Hi. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So let's talk Let's talk finances today. Let's that's what, talk money. That's what, yes, money, let's money, money. So Kiana is actually part of a company called Money Honey Financial. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. So first of all, shout out to Khadijah, that is the CEO and founder of Money Honey Financial. I am the head of small business accounting over there, and it's a blast. We basically are doing bookkeeping for all of our clients. Just think about the back end of your business. So all the transactions that have been, you know, the money coming in, the money going out, making sure you have financial statements, making sure you can get your grants, apply for your loans, all of that. We're making sure that we get done for you. And then the other side of Money Honey Financial is all things taxes. So Khadijah, the team, Janelle, they all handle everything for taxes. So we get you right on both ends. Yes, we love that. So we have pretty much talked about like everything on the show so far, (laughs) except finances. Like we talked a little bit about abundance. We had an episode where, you know, we talked about abundance, how we can attract more money, all that. Thank you. But I wanted to give people more insight on like what to do once they get the abundance, like what to do when they're bringing in more money or how they can bring in more money or how they can manage their money a little bit better. I think everybody can relate where we all just want to be financially healthy and wealthy yes. and all that. Yes. So happy, healthy, wealthy. For real. You know the, you know the saying, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't. Yeah, because no. it gets you access. Mm-hmm. And with access, that allows you to have more experiences and do the things that is going to bring you a little bit of joy and a little slice of happiness, like. If I have some extra coins and I could take a trip or I can go to the spa or I can get my nails done or I can invest or I can come to dance class. Like those things make me happy. Yeah. So, yes. Facts. Facts. So let's talk a little bit first before we dive into like some tips and all that. What made you choose to go down this road or route of the financial world? Yeah. To be honest, it's a long story, but shout out to the customer at ShopRite. Oh, it was a customer at ShopRite, and they were, it was my summer of junior year, I think, of high school. And they were just like, oh, what are you going to go to college for? And I, I said, I think finance. And they were like, mm, you should do accounting because whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and for whatever reason, it just stuck with me. Yeah. And so, that's what I did. I went and I applied for the accounting programs at a couple different schools. And long story short, I ended up going to St. John's University mm. and shout out to STJ. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the ambassador from my open house tour, she was an accounting major and she was like, look, here's the blueprint. This is what you do. This is how you're going to graduate with a job mm. and your license, your CPA license. Yeah. So I just did it, to be honest. Yeah. There's no fancy backstory there. I, I just, just did, did it. it. <laughs> I wish I could just do it. Like, girl, CPA is, I know that test is hard. Well, the CPA exam. Okay, so I'm going to debrief for a second. 
the CPA exam was the hardest part of that journey. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, there's only, I think, 1% black CPAs um, out of all the CPAs. So shout out to you. You're like one of two that I know. So shout out to you. For real. I don't know a lot. Thank you. It was a really hard (laughs) exam. Mm -hmm. Um, There's four parts to it. You have to essentially pass all four parts within 18 months. Wow. So you can fail and like take it again, but your scores will expire. Mm. Um, So yeah, you're up against 18 months essentially. And I took the entire 18 months. Yeah. One part I failed six times alone. So it was excruciating. Yeah. But I've never done something on that level where it was like I just kept going going mm-hmm. kept going 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 mm-hmm. but what it really was I had enjoyed being an accounting major in school I loved what I was learning learning mm-hmm. about business learning about how money impacts every aspect of life mm-hmm. from we were in New York City so we talked a lot about gentrification mm-hmm. we talked a lot about um, social equity and just things of that nature and so I just kept going with it I didn't really know how it was going to play into what I wanted to do because Mm -hmm. to be honest at that time I just was like I'm gonna be accountant yeah I didn't really foresee money honey Mm. I didn't foresee personal finance conversations I didn't foresee all of that at the Mm. time but Mm -hmm. that's how I got there Mm -hmm. and once I was there it was like hmm I like this yeah and I like that yeah and this and that and I just started researching more really my love really started with personal finance. Mm -hmm. So I was researching more um, on the personal finance side, stumbled upon financial wellness. And then I just from there was having conversations with so many people. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, there's also business finance that people need support Mm -hmm. on as well. Mm -hmm. And that's my journey to working now with small businesses and specifically with startups. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the story. And I love that because Kiana had asked me, we just started working together. She's going to help me with my finances. We're going to get right. (laughs) We're going to get right. Yeah. But you asked me, your initial question was, what's your story? Like, what's your story behind, like, your business and, like, all that. So I love that now it's like coming back and yes. now you're able to tell me your it's story. Full circle yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. I love that. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. What is your definition of financial wellness? Ooh. Okay. This is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My definition of financial wellness is spirituality meets financial education or literacy. Ooh. I think that, not even think, I believe that a healthy relationship with money is a healthy relationship with self. And so the more that I personally have dived into my relationship with money, it always comes back to how I'm treating myself at the time, what frequency I'm operating on, Mm -hmm. what not like what things I'm consuming. That could be food, that could be content, Mm -hmm. that can be television, whatever it is. Like I always just saw a connection with Mm -hmm. everything. And so when I started talking to people from that lens, which is why when we had our first session, I asked you, what was your story? Because nine times out of 10, the answers to some of our questions is in our story. Yes. So I, yeah, that's what it would be. Wow. Spiritual wellness meets financial literacy or education. I love that. Have you ever read the book, Happy Money by Ken Honda? It's good and it's it's similar to what you talked about. He's um a Japanese like millionaire, billionaire, whatever, mm-hmm. but he but he talks about it more like the psychology of money and like how your money 
essentially has emotions based on your emotions. Yes. So like your money, if your money's sad, if you're sad, your money's sad. Like, you know, the way that you treat yourself is the way you treat your money yes. and all that. Yeah. I definitely think the energetics and spirituality plays a role in everything. Of course, there's real life factors like yes. oppression and things yes. of that nature that Absolutely. can prevent certain things from happening. Mm -hmm. But I do think one aspect that's very important is the energetics and the spirituality of it. So exactly like you said, I make it a point to when I buy my groceries, mm -hmm. I'm like, thank you that I can pay for these groceries. Yes. They're expensive as hell, Facts. but thank you that I can pay for them. Yeah. When I pay my bills, I'm always just giving thanks for that. Mm -hmm. I have a very intimate relationship with my money. Mm -hmm. um, like if you went in my bank account right now and you gave me a number, I could tell you exactly what it was for. Or if you gave me a vendor, I probably could tell you exactly how much it costs. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to just know. Yeah. And one of my favorite affirmations is money is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> money loves me. Yes. Money finds me anywhere that I am. Mm -hmm. Money likes to chill with me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, just things like that just put you in a completely different frequency. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to. The same thing with love. Mm -hmm. When you're loving on yourself, odds are you're attracting other experiences of love Absolutely. the same way. Um, and not to say it's like, if you hate your money, you're not going to have money. Yeah. No, not to say that. It's yeah. just to tap into that abundance that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Because that's another thing. Abundance is always here. Mm -hmm. It's always present. We yeah. don't, there's nothing we can do that can shift or take away the abundance that we have. It's here. Our human experience allows for blocks. Yes. Money but it's blocks. not that the abundance is not there. It's not mm -hmm. that the money's not there. Mm -hmm. So just deciphering between those two is important. Yeah. Ooh, can we talk a little bit about money blocks? Because yeah. this is something that I recently have heard of mm -hmm. and understand now, like what a money block is. First, I'm going to say what I think it is, and then you can like elaborate a little bit. So okay. I think a money block is um, an energetic, maybe like space or something that you have, or it could be a belief that you have yes. surrounding money. So it could be maybe your parents were telling you, you know, like money doesn't grow on trees. That's like the most common thing. <laughs> or we ain't got McDonald's money or something like that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like you can have you grow up believing these things like oh i don't have money for this food or i don't have money for this or i don't have money to do a dance class or something yep. you know luxurious that i like so you start believing those things and then yeah like it becomes blocks in your life yes i definitely am exploring money blocks more as well um i do agree that one aspect of a money block is our beliefs mm -hmm. and especially the ones that we picked up when we were children. So one of the questions that I would always ask in the financial wellness sessions are, what is your first memory of money? Mm -hmm. How did your parents uh, treat money? Were they savers? Were mm -hmm. they big spenders? Mm -hmm. Did you guys go on vacations? Did you not? Did you feel like you had a life of luxury? Whatever you think luxury is, do you feel like you had a life of luxury? Mm -hmm. Do you get anxious when you look at your bills or check your bank account? Do you never look at your bank account? Do you Ooh. feel good? Like those type of questions because that is rooted in our beliefs yeah. and those beliefs can be a form of a money block yes. and it can be it's the energetics of it like we said you know yes um and i'm definitely 
dealing with Lenny Fox too. Mm-hmm. Like just we getting comfortable with them. Especially being black. Come on yes. now. Like being a black <laughs> child. Like yes. you especially if you have Caribbean descent. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was especially just about if you to are say Caribbean, Caribbean immigrant. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. type of immigrant, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. One of and it's so interesting to me how it shows up. Like one of my favorite ones to talk about that honestly Still, I don't know when I'm going to get over it, but hopefully one day. Shout out to my friend Kayla because she always helps me with this. <laughs> it's the one about shopping. Ooh. Like growing up, we, I mean, now I realize like, okay, we didn't really have it. So yes. that's why we weren't shopping yes. as often as I think we should have been. Right. But growing up, we literally would, if it was back to school uh-huh. or summer, uh-huh. then it's like, okay, you got to get new clothes yes. for that. But if something happened to those clothes uh-huh. in between then, and the next time, uh-huh. it just was what it was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so now I find myself literally waiting till the last minute to, to get, get something stuff. that you need. Yeah. Like, I'll get rid of it because I've gotten really good at getting rid of yes, things. Yes, it feels <laughs> But good. I won't replace it until uh-huh. I need to. Like, for example, I just moved and uh-huh. I got rid of my um, winter boots. Uh-huh. And then we had our first snowfall and I was like, where are my boots at? <laughs> Like, I never bought these boots again. And I had to just, like, quickly buy it. Yeah. But I was like, girl, you knew you knew when you got rid of the mm-hmm. boots that you was going to need it. Yeah. And it took a lot for me to go and buy it because I was just like, I don't want to spend the money on this. Yeah. Like, even though I know I need it, I'm like, and is you it going to snow again? Coming back too. I know the money's coming back. Yeah. I'm like, but is it going to snow again? Right. Do I need it? And we're actually getting mad snow this <laughs> This winter, we're getting so much snow, Girl. but I still was like, mm, yeah, I could probably go without. Like, I'll be fine, you know. <laughs> or like my apartment, I've been here for three months now, and I just got the dresser and the bed, and mm-hmm. like, yes. In time, I'll fill up the crib, mm-hmm. but I'm also like, girl, fill up the crib so we can be comfortable, yes, you know. And yes. it's just I'm working through that feeling of like, I don't want to spend this money all right now. Yes, I don't want to have to put out a large amount. Yeah, because a part of me is like, is it really going to come back? Like holding on to your money, mad tight. Like, mm. but that's not cool. Yeah, because like not. think about it, if we say money is our friend, our friend don't want us holding on to them that tight, right? Either. Like. like Give me room. Right. You know? It's giving anxious attachment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. And I'm <laughs> definitely trying to grasp the anxious attachment thing. But mm-hmm. you know, one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. So what are some things that people can actively do daily basis, weekly basis to get more, I guess, financially healthy, like to have a better mindset surrounding money? What are some things that they can, I guess, like habits, overall habits every single day. I know mm-hmm. for you, you would send me like a money prayer, or like money yes. affirmations, things like that. I'm definitely, I'm a words of affirmation girl. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm reciting all day. Like I'm divinely led, guided and protected. I am divinely abundant and prosperous. Uh, money is my friend. Yes. Money loves me. Mm-hmm. I have room for all things abundant mm-hmm. and then a gratitude practice mm-hmm. i recently i'm currently for lent season challenging myself to write down my gratitude list every day but to really get specific with it too mm-hmm. actually yesterday mm-hmm. i saw someone said to also give gratitude for the things that are on its way to you mm-hmm. and that to me just was like oh that's big abundance. 
energy. Yes. Like giving thanks before it even comes. And I know that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've done that. Yeah. But having that reminder while I'm in the midst of this practice, game changer. And I'm so excited to see after Lent season, like Mm -hmm. what I call in just from giving gratitude before it gets here. Mm -hmm. Um, And another practice on that front from Tatiana Tarot on IG is to write down like what your monthly, just a monthly dollar amount that you would Mm -hmm. like to have. Let's say it's 10,000. Yes. And you will essentially write down all the ways in which you receive that $10,000 in the month. Mm -hmm. And the purpose behind it, one, is to bring your awareness into that frequency of the abundance Mm -hmm. that is present in your life. Yes. But also for you to see how money shows up in ways that isn't tangible. Mm -hmm. So for example, if we go out to eat and I pay for you, yeah, that's that's money yes. saved on your yeah. end, right? Mm. Or if we um, come to class and we sponsor like three people to come with us, yeah. that's abundant energy. You know, like yes. the money didn't necessarily flow mm-hmm. to the people who came, but mm-hmm. it was something that they were able to do. There was a dollar value to yeah. it. They didn't have to put anything out for it. So it's yeah. like, think about the ways, you know, if you found it, you got a savings. You went mm-hmm. to go get a dress mm-hmm. and the dress that you really wanted, the tag mm-hmm. says 75 mm-hmm. and you're like, I came in here to spend 40. Yes. But then you get to the cash register and they're like, oh, it's 29 mm-hmm. Big abundant energy. Yeah. And those little moments we sometimes miss. Yes. Or we're just like, oh, I got a good deal. No, big abundant energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So just like finding ways to remind yourself in the moment of the ways abundant abundance is showing up for you yes i think that's really key and there's another practice i forgot um where i saw this one but i did this one when i was on a self-sponsored sabbatical and it was (laughs) really helpful Uh but it like basically every day you would give yourself a thousand dollars like if you're journaling Uh uh-huh you write down a thousand dollars deposit, yeah, and then you write what you would do with the thousand dollars. Yes, and each day. So if today you got a thousand, tomorrow you get two, the next day three, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, I was like writing down the things that I would do, and very quickly I realized one of the points of that that exercise is you realize tomorrow's taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you get comfortable spending and, that dollar amount. And you get comfortable spending that dollar mm-hmm. amount. But honestly, by like the seventh day, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what else to put on here because yeah. I done paid for, invested it. Yeah. Did, you know, I yeah. did so much and I had to really stretch. That's the other thing. You stretch what's possible in your mind. Yeah. Because some of us is like, $1,000 can seem like a lot. Yes. If it's far away, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it's 10000 maybe it's 100000 mm-hmm. That seems far away. Yeah. But if you are training yourself mm-hmm. that like, nah, it's within my reach. Yes. And you can do it. Girl. We literally just had a conversation with a client and she was like, I'm gonna make a million this year. Like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I could make money. And yes. she was talking very, very mm-hmm. casually. Yes. And I was like, I'm about to add that to my effort. Yes. I can make a million. No, for real. <laughs> Dead ass. Yo. And she just kept like, so yeah, actually yeah. I'm gonna add that to my effort. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Again and I again. love that you say that because I literally just read this in the book that I'm reading. What's it called? Um, it's a book. That you're Esther reading. Hicks. Um, <laughs> Ask and it is given. Pra- that's yes. where I got the practice yes, from. Yes, Ask yes. It is given. Yes. That's the book. Yeah, so that's where I'm at in the book. And I literally, I kid you not, like the was like three days ago, I read that that practice, that um, prompt. And Do I was it. like, okay. That yeah. book is great because uh-huh. I like what it says about accessing the next best feeling Mm -hmm. so like 
if right now I'm feeling sad and all I I want to be happy, but all I can get is to like contentment. Yes. Then just get there. And I feel like that's why this practice is so good because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I may not physically have this yet, but mm-hmm. I'm calling it in. Yeah. I'm going to get my energy aligned to that frequency to yeah. be on that. So yeah. on a spiritual front, Yes. Yeah. Do all of these things. And of course, I could go on for days about mm-hmm. different journal prompts and yes. all of that. And that's your self work. Yes. Which goes back to, like I said, a healthy relationship with money is a healthy relationship with self. Mm-hmm. So the other aspect is the more tangible things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's very important to be intimate with your finances. You should be looking at your account. Mm-hmm. You should be looking at it yeah. and you should be looking at it often. Yeah. If it's not daily, at least weekly. Yes. And we spoke like that goes for business finances too. Absolutely. You have you just have to be in the know. If you don't know what your money's doing, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard for you to do other things. And Absolutely. and sometimes it's not about getting the money, sometimes it's keeping it. There's people yes. who experience a lot of money moving yes. through their life, a lot of money flowing very yeah. easily, but they can't keep it long enough they can't Mm -hmm. hold it long enough to grow it they don't know how to grow it Mm -hmm. you know so it's like identify where you are with your money yeah um sometimes it's not always a spend problem sometimes you just don't make enough yeah yeah and you gotta switch it up you have to figure out which i think is most people's problem in this absolutely uh, economy absolutely yeah like the average american is like i can't Make ten dollars an hour and be my rent. Like what you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely, and that's why when you are intimate with your money and you are, let's say, you're budgeting, whatever form of budgeting that looks like, as long as you're looking at it and you know what the ins and outs are, then you can identify what your problem is. I've had seasons where okay, get you <laughs> you spend a little bit too much yes, money, yes. but then I have seasons where, like right now, where it's like you need to make more money, mm-hmm. so you need to figure out for your wealth plan. Yes, how are you going to increase your income? Yes, I wouldn't know that if I didn't know how my money was actually moving so i think it's very important for that let me ask you so would you recommend people keeping like a spreadsheet for budgeting or would you recommend like a specific app i know there's like mint there is like some other apps and stuff i don't know i don't i'm not crazy about the apps i'm not gonna lie i feel like spreadsheets are better just to see everything Mm -hmm. black and white but what would you say or recommend definitely preference i think whatever you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. works if that's an app get it um i think mint was brought out by intuit mm-hmm. so it might have a different name but mint works mm-hmm. um i think there was like everyday budget or your budget or something like that mm-hmm. um i'm not an app girly myself i'm i mean I'm, i am a cpa so i am a, a spreadsheet <laughs> you probably girly. write it down in pencil <laughs> i am a spreadsheet girly not a pencil because that would send me through the roof <laughs> Also very anxious. Remember what we said, anxious attachment. You're right. That would send me through the roof. But I do have a couple. I've gone through a couple different styles of spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. And the process that I found that I'm most comfortable with, Mm -hmm. and this is, again, through trial and error. That's why I say it's really preference. Yeah. Um, But the process that I found that I like is, one, I like to see what's my income source. Where am I getting money from? Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to do it on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And then I have all my expenses. And... To tap into my abundant energy, mm-hmm. uh, for my expenses, I only list the things that have a due date mm-hmm. um, because those are fixed. I yeah. have to pay those. Yes. They usually don't really vary except for yeah. like utilities because that's usage. Right. But for the most part, it's going to mm-hmm. be around the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I have a separate bill account. Okay. And my bills come out of one account. Yeah. And then I have a designated amount every month that comes out and goes into a spend account. 
for just flexible your own yep. things. And so for me, that spend account looks like dance class, mm-hmm. groceries, mm-hmm. maybe gas, yeah. um, going out, yeah. date night, yes, um, and anything else I want to do for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it in that account, and it it helps me personally because I'm able to say my bills got paid. Yes. Um, of course, my savings is on auto yeah. transfer. Yeah. Um, and then I have my spend account. So whatever money's in there, I know that my goals have already been met and mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want with this money. Yeah. Um, that feels good yes. to me because it doesn't feel restrictive. Mm-hmm. I've tried like the zero dollar budget. I don't know if you've heard of it, mm-hmm. but basically um, that's from Dave Ramsey. Okay. And it's like if you make a thousand dollars for a month, each dollar needs to be accounted to something mm-hmm. um, so that every month your account should be going to zero because you've put it everywhere. That includes I your see. savings, your investing, um, your bills, I spending, see. anything like that. Yeah. All of it must be accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked for me for mm-hmm. a long time. I saved $10,000. Yeah using that process that's probably good if you want to bring down debt or save right Mm -hmm. and it it worked it helped me it honestly helped me build that budgeting muscle Mm -hmm. it really helped me and shout out to alex because she was on me about dave ramsey yeah yeah (laughs) but podcast is good yes you just have to find what works for you and what Mm -hmm. feels good Mm -hmm. for you so a spreadsheet could be cool Mm -hmm. a pen and paper could Mm -hmm. be cool um, and even just knowing where your money got to go and then having separate accounts, maybe that might be helpful or yeah. a combination yeah. of the three could be helpful. Yeah. Oh, wow. This was a lot of like good information. And I really hope that if you guys are listening or watching on YouTube that you're taking some notes or you took yes. some notes or also... Kiana, please tell them where they can find you and Money Honey on social media. Yes. So for Money Honey, especially if you have a business, you're an entrepreneur, freelancer, contractor, anything like that, you need your taxes, bookkeeping, that's going to be at moneyhoney.fin on IG. And then for me, it's going to be at underscore all things key. That's K-E-E on IG as well. Yes. Make sure y'all follow. Okay. Stop playing around. And tell them when taxes are due. Taxes are due in April. <laughs> Please mm-hmm. get it done. If mm-hmm. you have a business, if it's an escort, that's in March. So just check out Money Honey Finn. We got yeah. you with the deadline. Yes. And we'll help you out. We'll get we'll get you situated. Get you right. We'll get you right. Yeah. Let me put that date in my calendar real quick. <laughs> <laughs> April, girl. April. Jesus. <laughs> Do it sooner. See, you just get it out the way. Just get it out the I way. Will, I will. I will. It's all going to be good. We're going to get you right this year. Yeah. Yeah. You know the vibes. But <laughs> thank you so much, Kiana, for coming thank on the show. You. I appreciate you so much. I definitely would love to have a part two if you're down for that. Sure. And if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure you rate and review the podcast, preferably five stars. Y'all know how I feel about y'all, you know. (laughs) And if you guys are watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to this channel, drop a comment, let us know something that you loved about this episode, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.